Evolve 360, a holistic approach to life, is an exploration of learning through experience by transforming individually and culturally as a whole by taking a 360 degree look at the quality of our life, including the limiting beliefs, worn out paradigms, and destructive habits that have led us to where we are today, and to instead create or revolutionize a new life vision that brings greater peace, appreciation, fulfillment, clarity, happiness, and joy as we ultimately evolve. In our last episode, Shelley and I took a look at, edu- at our education system before COVID, during the pandemic, and what needs to be done to help our kids move forward as leaders of the 21st century world. In this episode, we're going to take a look at how educating our future leaders can help them move forward as adults in in their careers, business, and life, or keep them stuck. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Evolve 360 Shelly Shell Show with Shelly Grace and Shelly Divide. How are you, Soul Sister? I am doing fantastic. I'm doing great and just so happy to be here at another really awesome show. Today's show is really, really gonna be amazing because you guys are gonna see the method to our production here and where we're gonna go, where we're gonna take you. We've been taking you on a journey. Yeah, it's been Um, quite the journey, don't you think? It totally has been quite the journey. It's been surprising too for us because we didn't, we didn't really, I mean, like who'd have thought that we started a conversation because of COVID and, and here we are now, how many episodes in? This is the, the 19th episode. And, and we're on a journey together as business partners. Yes. You know, we're, we're going, we're, we're going to take what we're doing here. So you guys be prepared. We're, we're like, we have some great stuff that we're putting mm-hmm. together to share with you and, and to keep this ball rolling. And we're so excited to, to kick off. We, we've been, we talked about in our last episode about educating, um, our youth and bringing in, you know, these new leadership qualities, but what does that take? And in today's show, we got, we got, we're going to be talking about some stuff, man, about these, about these four compadres that we're going to have along (laughs) in our life, right? They're four compadres. Right. You got that right. They're everywhere. And it's, it's the transformation of how we are growing our future leaders but then that future leader is going to end up being an adult, going to have a career, mm-hmm. a business, going to change the world. Mm-hmm. And how these four, Shell calls them the compadres. <laughs> I call them the power players. They are I, power players. I know, because I see them as like, you know, here they come to save the day or to create, <laughs> to create a nightmare in your life. <laughs> It's <laughs> so true. That I know, is so right? True. And the thing of it is, is you don't even realize it. I mean, if if we didn't study with Carolyn, I would have I had no clue about these 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 four oh, archetypal patterns and yeah. and how they play not only in my life but everyone's life. It's Nobody can get away from these power players. I don't care where you live, who you are. 
what culture you, you're born in, they are there to haunt you. So, <laughs> to keep you on track. Yeah, keep you to on keep you on track, to track. keep you aligned, to keep you aligned. And when you're not aligned, man, stuff catches up with you. Yes, they're like taskmasters. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. mm, wow, this is part two of our series and we are going to, like we said, jump into that, the power plays that show up. And you know, power plays are everywhere in our life since the time that we were little. Yeah. Some of us learned to navigate them if we were in large families. If you, you know, it just depends on your entire circumstance. A lot of times psychologists say, what creates a child's, is it nurture? Is it, is it your nature? nature? It's a combination of that and many other things. And into that aspect, I think we can infuse the power players. So, you know, as, as our country is moving forward, we're still having these debates about school. Mm. And are we gonna be online? Are we gonna be offline? And being an educator, and this is part two of this series of Growing Future Leaders, People think, oh, school's just about academics. Absolutely not. It is about transforming that entire child into a fantastic, very well-rounded adult. Mm. And to me, I always, when I ran my school, we used to do the the whole, the whole, the holistic child. Academics is a portion of it. Mm -hmm. But you have your social, your emotional, your athletic, your health, your interactions with adults and with children. You know, it just There's so many components to it. And one of the things that I'm kind of concerned is our kids aren't getting that right now with virtual education. Oh, no. And that's part of your, you know, part of life. It's part of you learning to be who you are and learning to integrate and engage with other people. And those skill sets transfer over when you're an adult and you have to work in teams or groups or you have business partners or what have you. And, you know, it's interesting because little children start becoming aware of these power plays. And as we become adults, we don't know how to deal with them. And as kids, a lot of times we swallow whatever's happening and we just shift it down. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to take you on a journey of these power plays and how they not only form our character, but our intuition at a small age. And they keep on going. Like we said, they are there as our taskmasters, as our compadres, as our (laughs) power players <laughs> and they are the child the victim the prostitute and the saboteur now i know what you're thinking you're saying huh i don't like the the way that you guys call these power players by name no, well, these are them. energy yeah, energy dynamics them. you know we use them all the time though like i mean right. in everyday life you you know you hear these terms you know a lot Yes. So they do ha- they're they're neutral as shelly just said they're, they're neutral, neutral terms neutral um the way we are bringing them up in this right. this conversation that we're having and and they they are symbolic and they 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 actually contain in them the language of the divine like the you know like they they yeah. have they carry that and and part of you know like when we did sacred contract of america it wasn't just about America. It's, it's about us as individuals and we each have a sacred contract. Mm-hmm. And these, 
these power plays that unfold in our in these these archetypal patterns we can use to to start to have that conversation with source or god and and they come through in these archetypal um uh um energies energies that come in that we all have to deal with and it's so it's such a fascinating journey because you have them as a child too it's like you know like and you have them as a teenager you have them as a young adult you have them as a a, a middle-aged adult (laughs) and 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 how the and you can see really how they've played out by the choices that you've made throughout your life and you can see how they show up and so in today's episode, we're going to, you know, kind of dive into these a little bit, right, Shell? Yeah, we're going to dive in and we're going to follow the thread from childhood to adulthood. Yeah. And um, they are in every aspect of our lives and they deal with our power, how we hold on to it, how we give it away. So let's dive into the show and let's start with an intention. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and the intention from today is from our teacher that we absolutely adore and her name's Carolyn Mace. And... I want to start with a quote. Power is at the root of the human experience. Our attitudes and beliefs, positive or negative, are all extensions of how we define and use power. So are you ready to meet our power players? Yeah, that's quite a, that's quite a quote though, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about power every episode. Basically yes. every single episode. So hello, people. We got to deal with power. And how do we deal with power? Well, today we're going to, you know, talk about Dive in. Yeah. And, and some, and, and the, and, and the, the four core archetypes that are so, you know, with us our entire life, they're universal as we keep saying over and over again. The reason why we're saying this is because we want to, we want to get you interested because they affect your life, mm-hmm. you know? So these power plays, we have four of them. The first one is the child, right? And I want to, I want to tell everybody they affect your life so subtly sometimes that you don't even know what's oh. happening until one day you wake up and it hits you yeah. between the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, and too, you know, like what we were saying too, before that is, you know, these, these archetypal patterns, you know, we don't mean them in, in a bad way, especially when we say the prostitute, I know, you know, Oh, we have a prostitute. What? (laughs) You know, we don't mean it in a bad way. It's, you know, like it's, it's just, it's just a neutral energy that, um, you know, we use that term because it definitely highlights and, and we, we know like what that symbolizes, especially when we give what the background is for these yeah. and to look, look out for, then you're going to realize, oh, well that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's how that's showing up in my life, you know? Yes, so. it is. And the prostitute is the guardian of faith. Yes. The and saboteur is the guardian of choice. Yep. And the victim is the guardian of self-esteem. And back to the child, the child is the guardian of innocence. And, and I feel like, you know, there's been times in my life as an adult where I really felt like I lost my innocence. And one of those significant times 
was during separation and divorce. Boy, did I get like the wake up call of like what, you know, choices can make and and life and stuff and i felt like wow i am just not innocent anymore the world i'm seeing it in a completely different way that's what happens yeah it happens yeah and a lot of times i know that i've i've gone through these throughout my life mm. especially as a child because mm. i i know that my parents came here and these are the four survival archetypes Mm -hmm. We came here from Cuba and I keep telling, you know, everybody and the viewers. So my parents were in survival mode. They were yeah. refugees. They came here. They're starting all over again. Mm -hmm. So of course they're going to be, you know, and, and those archetypes had a big hold on me for a very long time. Yeah. And I just want to tell everybody that it's not like, oh, you learn how to do it. <laughs> they're throughout our lives until the day that you decide to go to another planet because yeah. it's, Self, self, the, the journey of self-discovery and self-development and personal development is a journey that once you get on it, it's forever. Yeah, yeah. It's and, so and it's so important to get on that journey because then you'll be awake and aware of what is influencing you. Now, influencing in your very personal life, the, the choices, the decisions, the behaviors, the habits that you have. Um, it, it becomes very clear as to why you make the decisions you make in your life. And, and, and then you can negotiate, you know, like you can negotiate within yourself. Um, right. You know, is this going to be the right choice? And is, am, I could do this for a certain amount of time. I know I'm, I'm doing it for this, that, or the other reason. But, you know, how is that going to affect? Now, what's really key is these will all affect our cell tissue, too. And people don't, you know, sometimes don't realize the correlation between health and wellness and, and, and then the spiritual, psychological, emotional aspects that these archetypal patterns play in our lives. And I think as you get older in your life and you have more life experience, then you start to ask those questions, you know, why am I here? What am I doing? And these were questions that I think Shelly and I asked, right. you know, and which led us to say Carolyn Mason to study with her. It's like, what's my purpose here? And what is life all about? Especially when you go through, you start to really see these archetypal patterns playing out when you go through some sort of trauma or some sort of life crisis. And right now, I think it's, it's kind of poignant that Shelly and I have been discussing like all this, this power um, energy all the way through this, this, this season one of our podcast. And we're bringing it to you because we are in a bit of a crisis altogether globally with yes. this pandemic. And, and we see things that are failing us, that are failing us. Certain um, maybe institutions, maybe educational systems. And we have to kind of come together and figure out, okay, wh what are we going to do to um, navigate the waters of, of creating something that's better as we move forward? And part of it is understanding how are we all co-creating what is happening out there? And at first, you have to come into um, understanding the self and understanding the self on this level of survival because we have been in survival mode every nation from government to states 
to countries, to the individual, their businesses, all the way down into our family life. And, and we are continually kind of re, you know, getting that ball, that ball, we're on a hamster wheel with it. And it's right. because we don't understand these four survival archetypes and how they play out so in that our life. Help you with a story. Mm. Because I like, I like bringing stories in. Yeah. Because it makes it easy. Because a lot of times what we talk about can be a little confusing. Sure. It, you know, we've been studying this for over 20 years. And mm. uh, we want to bring it to everybody in a way where you can apply it yeah. and give you practical tips. So the child is the, the keeper of the innocence, right? So yeah. what we talked about is schools. Think about a schoolyard. Mm-hmm. In the schoolyard, everybody's playing, and then you have a couple of kids sometimes that are the bully. Yeah. And how come some kids get bullied and some others don't? Mm -hmm. It just depends. Maybe their skill sets are better, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But if you don't deal with that toolkit of dealing with the bully, what happens is that you start swallowing that. Yeah. You start swallowing that. Yeah. And then what happens is that as an adult, it starts showing up in the workplace. It can hold you back for fulfilling your destiny because all of a sudden, you don't have the right words to tell that person, stop it. You yeah. don't have the boundaries. And, and, and that, that'll follow fall, yeah, that'll follow you all through life, right? It'll, it follows you through life. That's a thread. Yeah. Right? And, yeah, that's and look, what you've seen. Yeah. Totally, I've seen it. And we're parents. Yeah. Shelly and I are both parents and yeah. parenting isn't easy. Not all at all. And I mean, like as a parent, you know, dealing with, you know, say if you have a child that's been bullied, I mean, that's a, that's a hard thing to deal with, you know, as, as a, as a parent, but then just, I don't know, like, you know, I've told some stories of me being in the, you know, my childhood, you know, things that have happened. And when we were kind of prepping for some of this show and some of these series, I was brought to mind. My sister used to say, Oh, you were a safety patrol nerd. She would, <laughs> she would tell people, you know, like we would, we would have this backlash and like, if we were out, like, um, you know, like when we were in our early twenties and we might've been out like meeting guys and stuff like that, she would bring oh that up God. to embarrass me. All right. And, and so it was really actually kind of funny because I was, I was a safety patrol nerd. I would help kids cross like the crosswalk, but then on the playground, say if a kid was getting bullied, the kid would run to me and then I'd have to go stand up to the Because you were the safety patrol girl. Yes. I love it. But that, but in hindsight, it was like, you know, you, you, you think, I mean, I had like a very, um, I guess a strong background bone when it came to those sorts of things. I was right. pretty fearless and probably it was the athlete that came out, but I'm thinking, God, if, if I had to deal with a bully back then, what would I do? You know, to stand well, up. Well, as a myself. kid, you're scared. What if the kid yeah. is bigger than you? They're you don't want to be a tattletale. You're getting teased, right? And, or, or they're pushing you down. Maybe it's a physical thing. Well, if you don't ever deal with that, it follows you. You're like Shelly's saying, your entire yeah. life. And I can think of this one instance where some girls bullied me, and this is how it went. 
Uh, they were older than me. It was two against one. I was walking to school and this was before I was a safety patrol nerd. Okay. Wear that old badge, you know. And and this is this is just, you know, like I don't know if you ever seen those shows, Mean Girls. Well, these were mean girls. And and they had I was wearing a training bar. I was probably like it was like a t-shirt, all right? So it was probably like I I mean, I was probably like maybe third or fourth grade, and they were sixth graders or something. Oh my you know? god. So I was like, oh that's my big. God. Yeah. So they were a lot, they were older than me. And they were like, oh, look at you with your training bra, blah, blah, blah. And like, they were teasing me and they were trying to humiliate me. And I was wow. humiliated. I felt horrible. And, you know, of course I go home and I'm like, I'm taking this thing off. And I just wore regular t-shirts after that because I didn't have boobs or anything. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, but, I but mean, you know, when you're that, that age, was, you that was that being the bully and I could never, and it was like this weird thing. I never said anything. I, I just, you know, held it, you know, you held it in and stuff, but I couldn't see how that could you know, play out like if somebody is a little bit older and has some sort, you feel like they have some sort of authority, authority mm -hmm. over you. That can be, you know, like that later little on. Wound. That oh, yeah. stays in you. Like later on, like if you don't deal with it, later on, you could be like, okay, you're in high school and you got like this, I don't know, maybe something's, it'll show up like, Oh, maybe, you know, so maybe some boys were attracted to you or something like that. And you still don't have boobs, girls. <laughs> you know? They're like teasing you or something. I know this is silly, but, but it can affect you. It can affect you. Well, that you. little like, wound goes is. deep down inside and yeah. that's the thing. And then you get triggered. Yeah. That's the word. You get triggered you get by triggered. one of these power players because somebody says something or looks yeah. at you and all of a sudden, you turn into that 10 year old on that playground. Yeah. And you're like and you're oh. 42 years old. Yes, exactly. And I mean, like it would play out like that little thing. It would play out. There was a thread through my entire life. And until finally I was like, why am I feeling Caught my that feelings being, yeah. Why am I feelings being hurt? Because of some dumb girl on the playground or whatever, whatever they said. I never saw her again. But it, it but it affected what's interesting. It affected mm -hmm. my self-esteem. I felt yeah. victim optimized and and it did it did kind of affect my my sense of self-worth later on down the road which I realize now but it was a thread that I had to pull back and and that's how you know it, it, it will one little thing you know being bullied by some girls about mm -hmm. something that you know, you're, you're, which should be meaningless. It should be forgotten or whatever, but it does it. When but people are mean, you. yeah. But when people and kids are mean, kids, let's kids are very it, mean. Kids are very mean. So we carry that through our entire life, but you can see how I, I could have felt like, okay, I'm being bullied. How do I deal with the bully? I'm being somewhat victimized. My, my, and then, and I carried that through my entire, and wow. I might've even used it in ways to sabotage myself. I don't even know, like, but like, you know, psychologically I could find myself being victimized. And I was like, you know what? I have to, I have to stand up and develop some self-esteem here and, and not let right. that bother me in other instances, which I had to figure out what that thread was because I didn't, I, I was like, why am I feeling like this? Why am I letting this person take my power away right. from me and that's as an adult? Away. And what, what, what I want people to know is that these power players, they all work interactively. Yeah. Your self 
self-esteem goes and then you have, you know, you're just freaking out. You be, you know, you feel like a victim yeah. and, uh, you know, it's, it's a common fear. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, it's a common fear that when you feel this way, you just don't know what to do. And then all these other things, you know, you're, you, you just, you get into this mode where sometimes you think back and you're like, how did I let myself get like that? Yeah. By yeah, a comment, exactly. by something where that's did it come from? Yeah. Exactly. Where did exactly. it come from? But yeah. they, they, these all play out as, as we mature, they, 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 they mature with us. Um, and, and we, we can't, you know, we can't escape them. They're, they're there and they're there to shine the light on, on how to navigate through it. It's like, I had to have some courage, you know, like there, there was an action that I had to take, you know, to, to maintain my self-esteem in dealing with that being, feeling victimized. You felt like a victim Yeah, and it hits you like a ton of bricks. And a lot of times we start second guessing ourselves. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times it's also part of our tribal because as a kid, we're taught to be ladylike, to not fight back. As a child, you know, just sit there and, you know, children are meant to be seen and not heard. You know, these are all the tapes. Yeah. Yeah. And as conflict, you don't don't want to create conflict. So you sit there and take it. Yeah. And in the long run, you pay dearly for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Pay dearly for doing that. Yeah. So, but but how do you like, you know, I mean, it's a part, it's a part of our process of growth. And, right. and um, I mean, we learn things through, you know, as we're coming up as children and then teenagers and we're experimenting as teenagers. And then as, as young adults, we, mm-hmm. we may enter relationships where we get married, we have our own children and then we're trying to raise them. And then, and then whatever life experiences come after that, um, so it's, 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 it's interesting, like the scenarios and the power plays that happen just between, you know, people and oh, then all the time, yeah. every day. even your own kids, if you, if you've got children and they're little. Yeah. They, they show up there. They it, show yes, up they there. Do. Your kids, your, your kids will be like, you know, trying to sell you out from, from one parent to the other, you know, yeah. like. They, they, they just intuitively know how to, to, you know, maybe manipulate and utilize these, actually, these archetypes very well, very, very well. Exactly, exactly. And then the one that's a real big deal is the saboteur. They all work together, but this is a power player and it is a guardian of our choice. Yeah. And the way that this archetype is known to us is through disruption. Mm-hmm. Disruption. And it's our ability to connect and survive in the world. And it's our fear of survival. It's like being the lion in the Wizard of Oz. You know, here's this lion. And like Shell, like you said, you know, you needed to develop courage Mm. to stand up to these bully girls. Just like the lion, he's running around and he's, you know, he's he's this fierce animal, but he he doesn't have any courage. Yeah. So he's He's got to, and as we all know, the, the story of the Wizard of Oz, you know, he finally realizes that the wizard is just a little old bald man behind these, this curtain, and he's had his courage all along. And I love, I love the wizard, and we should do a um, kind of an interactive archetypal, you know, show on, oh, on yeah. the, different, the wizard and the, and the power, the survivors. 
Yeah. So yeah. a lot of times, you know, how, how do you sabotage yourself in life? Well, so many you know, ways. Talk about COVID-19 now. I mean, we, we tend to shortchange ourselves. Mm. We discount our talents. We don't believe that we can do the job because maybe we, we don't have that, you know, and you, you take another course or another class and gosh, I think an easy know. example of sabotaging oneself that people can really get is I'm going to, I'm going to start a workout. You know, like I'm going to start a workout oh, yeah. program. I set my <laughs> alarm and, and then, and then, nope, I'm not going to get up. Even when you know it's, it's a healthy thing to do and you know you should, because maybe, you know, you got some blood work back and your, your, your cholesterol's high and stuff. And, and you're like, you know, I should be exercising. My doctor just told me like, I should be, you know, you know, taking care of my body and I'm not doing it. And you think I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it, or I'm going to set this time and, and you neglect doing it. You, you, you come yeah. up with something. Oh, you make an excuse. Oh, so-and-so called. I get on the phone or, or, Oh, I got to go to the grocery store and go shopping because I got like this, that, and the other thing. And, or you just find excuses not to do what you should be doing. You got that's, that. That's a that's an easy easy way people constantly say. Oh, all the time, right? You're not yeah. true to your word if you say, "Okay, I'm going to yeah. get up because it's going to be my health that I want to make sure that I keep yeah. in check." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you start telling yourself all these stories as to why you really need to wait another day, and that other day turns into five years. Yeah. You don't work out yeah. in five years. It's yeah. not good. I tell you, I've had people pay me and never show up one day for a class. Wow. I'm like, seriously? You know, I've sent them emails, send them stuff. And and wow. I was like, what are they doing to sabotage? I should send out like, you know what? I should put together an email like when people do that, like yes. And and say you are sabotaging your health. Wow. <laughs> you know, I should exactly. send out an email saying that. Yeah. You know, because I usually send out these cute little emails. Hey, we missed you. Where are you? Is there something I should know? Blah, blah, blah. And, wow. and um, you know, I'll, I might get a response for them, but they still won't show up for the class. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to me, you know, that that's one little, that's one little way that you, you know, if you're listening to this show that, you mm -hmm. know, you can identify with um, that are really, you know, um, can be significantly, sometimes even eating habits can be um, a way you sabotage yourself to suppress emotions or, right. you know, like you might overeat or you might undereat. You might not eat enough. You might be, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of health issues going on with that, but, but I think those are ways that people can identify easily with as examples of, of how the saboteur enters your life. And, that's, and that's the, yeah. Um, the child is just, when are you behaving like a two-year-old? <laughs> right? I know, right? Screaming at your boss. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about work because that's yeah. where the prostitute comes in a lot because mm -hmm. it's the keeper of the faith. And mm -hmm. what do you do to sell yourself, sell mm -hmm. your ideas or hold yeah. yourself back? Because a lot of times the prostitute shows up when we're in unhappy marriages or unhappy jobs. Yeah. Because the core issue is what's your price? Yeah. What are you willing to pay? And so many people stay in unhappy marriages mm -hmm. or they're in unhappy careers 
because they're afraid of maybe they're tied to that paycheck. It's, it's all about finances yeah. and not having faith enough in yourself to kind of let go. And we were talking about that when we were doing our show notes. Oh, yeah. As yeah. to how, you know, I know I've been guilty. I stayed in a marriage way too long that yeah. didn't serve me because I was in fear and yeah. I didn't know what was going to be on the other side. And I still had, you know, kids to support. And I think a lot of women do this. And oh, absolutely. Too, I you know, know I, I went back into a relationship, you right. know, after I was divorced, I went back and lived with my ex-husband instead of staying with my grandmother because I wanted to be closer to my kids. And I, you know, and I knew that my prostitute was fully in, in full, you know, expression, but right. I, the, but I, I, I negotiated with myself and I, right. but we I, and then, and then too, it, it cost me some cell tissue and, mm. and that's the price of these, like when you're dealing with them, it's, it, it is making choices. But um, but it, it will cost you know cost your energy, your energy, everything, yeah. and and you have to I guess you have to really be aware, uh, be completely aware, so you maintain your your energy in a higher vibration during those times, and it's it's really challenging. It's very hard. And but I'll give you an example because it's like we were talking about we are we've been working really um I would say vigorously yeah with uh, at a really big clip and oh, still taking care of our other companies and our business responsibilities and we're both moms and even though our kids are older but you know they're there and we have lives yeah and because we're in alignment and we've dealt with all of this and we have become aware I mean, I remember when I met you at Carolyn's, I, you know, I was, I was still at a clip, but sometimes I would just feel like the weight of the world on my shoulders or this like dark cloud. And you just right. keep plugging through yeah. because you're like, no, you're all happy and peppy. And, you know, you put on a smile and you, you know, you, you create these stories in your head mm -hmm. because you don't want to really stop and look at yourself in the mirror, the mirror of truth, like I call it. Yeah. to see what's, what are the real stories going on. Yeah. And when we start dealing with these power players and realize what we're doing to ourselves, the freedom that you feel and the energy that you get mm -hmm. is just incredible. Yeah. And you can be in such a wonderful state creating and doing what you love to do, being in, in a way where you just don't feel that that how can I put this? You just feel so tired all the time. It's hard to get up in the morning. It's like drudgery. You know, I like to say, because I've been there, you're living a life in quiet desperation. You're desperate. Mm -hmm. You just don't know. And you're, you're in survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, um, you know, when we're talking about this, it's like, how do people identify them? Because they're probably, you know, if someone's listening to the show right now, it's like, oh, I kind of am wondering what they're talking about. But right. basically, it's like, we're, we're in a process of a story and you, you, you find what is the story happening in your life. And you can find these archetypal patterns in these stories when we're watching, like, I mean, all of us can say, we love to go to the movies. We love, uh, love to watch a really yeah. good movie. Are we in a comedy <laughs> or are we, we in a serious drama? Are we in a thriller? Are we in a freaking nightmare kind of, you know, TV right. show or something? And we can, we can identify. We're really, 
you know, it's fascinating to me is we somehow lose that aspect. We, we really kind of, you know, we have our superheroes when we're kids. We really, right. we, we can identify, we really kind of know archetypal language and intuition yes, we when we're younger, but it's kind of almost beaten out of us somehow. I don't know if it's, or, or dismissed. Maybe. You know, something happens and then, and then, or we, we lose it because of, uh, I don't know, influence, external influences. Maybe it's the influences of, of society, our parents, um, going into the school systems. I have no idea how it happens, but once you get it back, you're mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, you can see it almost There is so everywhere. much control of your life. You have yeah. no idea. Right? Yeah, and, and stories oh. really help with that. Myths. Yeah. There's reasons why, like, you know, people read the Bible because there's stories in there that apply, like, to, to today. Or there's mythological stories that will apply to today. They have some universal, um, you know, uh, learning behind well, it. We grew up with Grimm's fairy tales, yeah. remember, and Aesop's fables. And they were like the tortoise and the hare. Remember yeah. that story? I love yes. that story. That the tortoise always end the race because the hare was always running around like a lunatic and yeah, never yeah. got to the finish line. Right. But these were stories that we would be told and taught and they had, it was about virtues yeah. and it was about just these things that we talk about, myths. Yeah. But yeah. they're, we they're on the wayside. Them. And we can find those storylines in our own life. Like oftentimes yes, we if we're watching movies, we can, we can pick out like, um, you know, who's going to be the victim or who's going to be the victimizer or who's going to be, you know, who's going to be selling themselves out to their boss you know, for, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that big, big promotion if I do this, that, or the other thing. But here's the thing, Shell, that I want people to know. There comes a point in time where that inner voice, that intuition starts kind of knocking on your head and saying, you know, am I, I just don't want to do this anymore. And that's when you start becoming aware because you realize that you're taken advantage of, or you realize that your true talents aren't being rewarded let's say in the case of the prostitute, and you have to have faith to, to make a decision. Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you, are you going to stand up to your boss? Are you going to find another job where they value you? Well, and I think as Americans, it's all about the stuff shell. You know, everybody wants their stuff and they're not willing to give up their stuff. And when we did our, our whole series on sacred contracts of America, right. I'm just thinking a good old Tommy Jefferson there who didn't want to give up his stuff, <laughs> you know? To, but I to, think the world is in a point right now with COVID where people are reassessing their values. Yeah. They're reassessing their values. And, they're, and I know that we are, we are in total turmoil and our next show is going to touch on that. Yes, but is. here's the thing when you go through a transformation, you have to go through a crisis and you have to go through chaos yeah. to be able to get out of the other side. Yeah. And it's like the definition of insanity. Do you want to continue to the same thing, no, you know, doing the same thing, the same thing day in and day out, or do you want to take a stop and maybe take a different course so that your life can get better? Yeah. And it starts with you. No one can teach you this except yourself. You know, we're just facilitators and we're coaches on the journey, but you've got to do the work. And, you know, I remember when I was in, in a marriage that was really taking its toll on me, 
that I was, you know, I was going to this seminar and that seminar and I was reading this book and that book. I, I, I must have had like 25, you know, be better, love yourself. All oh, the self-help book. books, right? <laughs> yes. Ah. And then I jumped into Carolyn's uh, course with you and I totally realized that it was not about the external world. It was about me. What was going to make me happy? I needed to fulfill myself. And as women, Shell, and as a mom, we always put ourselves last. That's the problem. You know, we don't take time to really connect with what do we need? And a lot of times we're in survival mode because you just have to be in survival mode. You have to work. You have to put food on the table. You've got to do all these things. And you just don't take time to reflect and listen to your intuition which is really, really important. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, when we, when we talk about survival mode, I, I wonder if people really, really know how, how deep that runs because it's one thing to put a roof over your head and, and to have food on the table, clothing, you know, those are survival things. But we have turned that into in our culture is, is maintaining a certain level of a lifestyle and a quality of life. Right. And that turns into keeping those things, which repurpose, like kind of like, you know, bring that survival mode up to another level. Like now right. we have a mortgage. So, you know, we could still, you know, live with mom and dad or whatever, but we don't want to do that. Or we have a mortgage. So these survival archetypes kind of, you know, go with us at each tier and each level to right. maintain a certain level of, of a quality of life and, and um, how we, we manage that and whether or not we sell ourselves out to maintain that quality of life. Well, you just have to, and I think it goes back to the basics, try and live within your means so that you don't get into this point. But right. now I know a lot of people are in, in difficult situations and I do pray for everyone because a lot of people, they are out of work yeah. and they, some of them don't know how they're going to be paying their mortgage or their, their rent and could feel you know, very I, victimized by that too. I would suspect, right. you right. know, but it's just part of life. And I think if we get a handle on, our inner world and ourselves that we are able to to make decisions not from a survival point of view mm. but make decisions from a more i guess integrated with your head and your heart point mm -hmm. of view mm -hmm. and, yeah, and you, i yeah, oh sorry i thought no you, no go ahead i i, I really yeah, and i thought that you know like i i think you're totally on the right track you have to integrate actually even these archetypal patterns because they yes. help you they help you to become aware of where you might be losing energy losing physical mm -hmm. energy as opposed to gaining energy which is power and and true power is the ability to be in that aligned state so mm -hmm. if you have the energy to move forward into some of this unknown stuff that's happening. And maybe you have a new career coming your way, but because you are in this mode of survival with these archetypes, you're not able to make that choice because you feel that you've got to stay where you are and you're selling yourself short. So you have to see clearly and you have to have faith. 
that you can move on because a lot of people are getting hired. You know, I've been talking to some people that just got jobs. Mm. You just have to think differently and maybe cut the things that are not necessities in your life Mm. if you're in that situation. Mm. I know that I've totally changed my life since COVID started. And my husband and I were talking about it the other day, how we used to have a big office and, you know, we just, we don't need that. You, you just, there's so many things in this world that I think COVID has made us realize that you don't need because with those wants and needs, you have all this pressure to produce Mm -hmm. and to make all this money. And at the end of the day, all you need is a laptop, (laughs) you know, right? (laughs) Or a phone. I mean, you can do your business from your phone. I mean, why put all this pressure on you? Yeah, absolutely. It's like crazy, right? It is. It totally is. You know, just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Take time to reflect. You know, connect with yourself. These are things that are, they don't cost any money. Mm-hmm. And I think because now we've had a pause in our lives, we're able to, to do it. Yeah. We're able to just take a moment and just yeah. say, wow, you know, I'm so grateful and thankful that I'm, I have my health. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. That that's huge, huge today. Totally huge. And, and not to worry about like what's coming, you know, be in the oh, moment. You have to have be faith. In the moment. You got to have faith. Things are going to work out. I, I, you know, like things are going to be okay. And, and we are going to move forward in, and I think some great things are ahead of us. Yes. Yes. And we want to give you all the tools to be able to navigate your lives effortlessly and in a state of happiness and of joy. And Shell, should we tell them what we're working on? Yeah. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Our five-day challenge, right? Yes. And it's free because we want to offer as much as we can to help you guys be able to change your lives. And uh, it's, it's something that Shelly and I have done. It's totally changed our lives. I know it's changed mine and I know it's changed yours too. Well, it, it helped me through some very um, major turning points in my life. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, like crisis situations, if I didn't understand these, cause I, I don't believe like, I mean, learning about these archetypal patterns was the difference between seeing a counselor, which I felt like they had no clue. And I mean, like they just, they could not tap into what was, I was experiencing. And, and the answers that I received here made so much more sense. And, and, you know, I didn't find myself in years of therapy or whatever and, and could lead and can function in life, you know, in a, highly in life and in and doing the things that I love and enjoy doing at the time where I could have been devastated. I, I can think of people off the top of my head who went through some similar experiences who, I mean, had to, I mean, severe depression, severe right. hospitalization. And, and, um, I mean, I, I, I've, I, I look back and I'm like, Oh, I know exactly what that person's talking about. Absolutely. I've been there. I've been there. So have I. But Absolutely. my way, the going, understanding these archetypal patterns, how they were playing out, how they caused maybe some, some karma and some backlash or whatever right. because of choices that I made earlier on, and then how to navigate through them to self-correct. 
yes away i mean these these patterns help me with that significantly they're huge and, and and you know i've been where you are too you know i went after my divorce i was devastated and i went to count you know count counselor i went to a, a big time professional yeah and she did help me but there was a point where you've got to do the work yourself absolutely no one can tell you yeah you have to apply it to your life and it's baby steps yeah. But once you have the toolkit and you start applying it, you don't allow that person or that situation to suck you in. Yeah. You're like, hold up. I got, I got my power players with me here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got my power players and I, and I know where this energy is coming from and we're going to flip that switch and we are, I'm, I'm going to hold my power. I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to hold my energy center. And it's scary because it's a whole new way of being and a whole new way of looking at life. But boy, is it freeing. Yeah. You don't have to be, you know, getting up at one in the morning because you can't sleep thinking about that situation or thinking yeah. about that person. Yeah. And, and you power yourself up. Yes. You power yourself power up. up. You power up. You know, like you power up. We, we, we've heard so much of empowerment over the years, but this is about really, truly powering up. Yes. Power up. Yep. So Absolutely. stay tuned for our five day power up challenge yeah. because people, life is a game and we've got to play it to that power up degree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really, I mean, so, I mean, today's show, we, we talked a little bit about the four archetypal patterns. Believe me, folks, there's so much more to oh these. Oh my gosh. There's so much more to these. And, and we'd love to share more. We're, we have actually two, actually, this is 19. We have two more shows left of this show. And our season is over. Season one. Yeah, I guess season one. I'm like, wow, who'd have thought? I'm like, holy yeah. moly, 21 shows in like, you know, two months or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's because we are in alignment and our power players are helping us move forward. That's exactly right. Absolutely. And putting together this challenge, everything. We've been so in, 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 in complete alignment yes. and, and getting, getting like this universal help along the way, yes. right? Effortless. Like, yes, it's it, been it so great. It has been effortless. It's really yes. kind of cool. So is there anything else that you want to add? No, I just, I just wanted to tell everybody that, um, you know, if you have questions, we have, you know, we have more to, to share with you. Yeah. To help you on your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, um, let's see. Okay. So, in our next episode, Shelly and I are going to talk about transforming chaos mm -hmm. and how innovation is creative destruction. Things are dismantling now. So, we're going to talk about that. And, and then how to come through it, right? All right, yeah. so we want to thank you for joining us on this, on this show today. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave a review or and mention how we might have motivated or inspired you. And then you make sure you um, subscribe to either on iTunes or you can um, download or watch on YouTube. You can find us there and you can find everything at our website, evolve360show.com. And I think that's it. I'm like, wow. Wow. All right. So this is 
Shelly Grace and Shelly Devine with Life Unplugged Raw and Real. Woo. Oh, I know. See you on the next Evolve 360 Shelly Shell Show. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to power up. <laughs> right? All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.